is up 2024 fat guy loves cake listeners i am joey valentine and we are bringing in the new year with the very first episode of 2024 and i thank you so much for your patience for letting me get lax on my shows i of course did have much correspondence questioning me as to my whereabouts and why i wasn't doing a show and i'll tell you why I'll tell you exactly why. Because because I'm fucking lazy, that's why. No, because I've been very, very busy. As anyone who knows me personally, you know that I am in the propane business, and that means that when it gets cold, which in Texas is rare, when it gets cold, that means that I am going to be very, very busy because people start freaking out. See, back in 2021 here in Texas, we had a cold snap, and it Texas Power Grid with AP failed us completely and a lot of people lost power and i was personally without power for eight days i think it was may not have been even that long but you know even one day without power is just brutal in (laughs) in this day and age and we are not prepared for that kind of thing to happen again if the power goes out aep is still not prepared for it and we will lose power all over the great state of texas and that means that people do not want to get caught with their pants down if there was to be a power outage again so that means propane and propane accessories are flying off the shelves people are buying backup generators which in turn means they're buying big big propane tanks and they're calling us it's so funny because you have to understand that these people have these huge tanks okay a 500 gallon tank a 1000 gallon tank now if you are just running your house on propane like let's say you have a thousand gallon tank and a lot of people do it's expensive but if you have a thousand gallon tank and you are at 70 percent, okay and you're running your stove your hot water i don't know well that's pretty much it even if you were running like your pool You won't need gas. Even if you were running every appliance in your house off of propane and your pool heater and you had a thousand gallon tank, it would take you months to burn through that gas. And these people start calling us when the temperature drops like five degrees. And I'm talking from like 70 to 65. People act like the second ice age is coming and they start calling us. They're like, yeah, I'm at 70%. Can I get topped off? Like, dude. Uh, so that, that's, what's been going on with me. And I went ahead and I did some, I made a decision. I disbanded my JV, my, uh, Joey Valentine podcast show, the Joey Valentine show podcast. I have taken it off the air is missing. So don't even bother looking for it. Don't bother expecting any new shows. I decided that as, although there's a fire in me to talk politically and I can speak intelligently, and I, I do want to bring awareness to certain things that I feel in this world need to be made, people need to be made aware of. I don't feel that that's exactly my calling. I am a comedian at heart. I like to be funny, and I like to love making people laugh. And I'm going to do it like this. This is my media from now on. I'm going to do the Joey Valentine YouTube page, which is doing well. And I'm going to do the Fat Guy Loves Cake podcast. So 
Those are the two places you can find me. Of course, the TikTok as well. I don't pay a whole lot of attention to it, which, by the way, I have yet to successfully launch a live podcast of, of TikTok. I was booted off of there the first time because I showed a gun. I was about 20 minutes into being live. I was at work and I was there talking to the people and I had a pretty good following going. I had like, you know, several hundred people talking to me. Had some Russians in there and they were talking about how they wanted to come to America and how, how cool it must be. And I, of course, went off about Texas and I flashed my pistol and they cut my live feed and they put me on in live jail for a week. So that was my first experience with live. And then I, so I got my life back and I went outside of the propane shop and I was walking around talking to the live people. I'm like, Hey, here's where I work. And, you know, and I lit a cigarette and they cut me off again. <laughs> and that was because you could, I didn't know. I mean, it's probably common sense, but I just didn't think about it. You know, like I grew up in the 1980s and in the 1980s, everyone smoked cigarettes, everyone. And the people that didn't just had to shut the fuck up about it. It was a different time. So to me, cigarette smoking is not like a weird thing. I know that to kids nowadays and, and to whiny little bitches everywhere who seem to think that five seconds of secondhand smoke is going to give them stage four terminal cancer, but quite the contrary. So, you know, I'm just, you don't have to be such a little whiny, uh, I can't say that word, <laughs> about it. Anyway, I got, so that was my second strike on live with TikTok. And then I took a trip to Corpus to see Jen and I thought, what a great, perfect experience to get back on live. I've got two hours to get to Corpus and I've got a brand new pickup. I don't know if I told you guys or not, probably not, because I think this happened since the last time I had an episode and I got a brand new Chevy Silverado and it's beautiful and I love it. So I finally can take trips out of town and I got a, a, uh, a thing, you know, stand a clip, whatever for my phone. It's connected to the, uh, the air conditioner, the little vents, right? Okay. So it's, it's a perfect thing. It's, it's aimed at me and I get on the road and I start TikTok live. All right. I've got 70 miles ahead of me of nothing but straight highway. And it's a perfect, perfect place to do live because I can just turn it on and I watch the road and I talk. And that's what I do. I talk. Even if I hadn't turned the phone on, I'd be talking to myself because that's what I do. I talk to myself a lot. I'm not, I'm not ashamed of it. I'm not afraid to admit it. I talk to myself more than I talk to anyone. I'm talking to myself right now. This is me in a room alone talking to myself and kind of the cats, I guess. So... <laughs> I get in the truck, put the live feed on three, two, one, I'm live. And I start saying, Hey everyone, finally got it right. I'm not going to get suspended from live. I'm not going to show my G U N. I'm not going to swear. It's just me. So that means I'm responsible for everything that comes out of my mouth. And I'm just going to talk about good stuff and tell fun stories while I'm on my trip to Corpus Christi. And then there goes the live feed. And I'm like, come on, dude. I pull over and I read the little message as to why it was cut off. You are not allowed to drive and be on TikTok live. Now, I 100% agree with that because you get interaction with people who are watching you. They, you know, they have, there's a chat. They ask questions. 
I wasn't planning on, on reading them, but they don't know that. And TikTok can't be responsible for people driving and holding a phone and being live. I don't know why I thought that was going to be okay, but I did. I plead ignorance. So I have still yet to successfully be live on TikTok. So as far as I can tell, if I want to be on TikTok live, my best bet to not get thrown off of it is to sit in front of a screen in an empty room by myself and eat my dinner and not say a word because that's like the only thing going on on live or maybe play my guitar and sing some kumbayas or something. I don't know. <laughs> Man, it's good to be back. I'm so glad to have the podcast back. I don't know what I was thinking, but um, let's go ahead and get this out of the way. Oh, yeah. Press my balls too. Oh, here, let me fuck your face again then. Don't be. Oh, right there. Oh, right there. Hup. Hups. 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 God, that feels so good. Hups. Yes. Hups. Feels so good inside. Hups. Yes. Hup. Hup. Oh, whoa, there That's, it is. Uh, oh, my God. Hup. That is the good stuff. That's what's been missing from my life. <laughs> so listen, if you haven't looked at the YouTube channel, I suggest you do. I'm doing some really great stuff on there. It's getting very popular. And you don't want to be left in the dust here when Joey Valentine gets super duper social media famous. So let's get into some stuff that I got bookmarked here. Some interesting news for some of you, maybe, potentially. <laughs> this is so funny and uh we're all about to go on a trip together as I delve into this and seriously apply to be a part of this program. A friend of mine sent me a TikTok from a, a thing called humanmicrobes.org. And I meant to freaking, I had it I downloaded the clip, but it doesn't matter because it's not, it's a shitty clip anyway. But the woman says, Hey, you, would you like to make some more money? Would you like to get paid to poop? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not making this up. Now, of course, it doesn't sound made up because it sounds like something that would be uh, well, on TikTok, a joke, right? Like, haha, somebody's making some kind of silly, funny little thing, right? You want to get paid to poop? <laughs> and some, or a lot of people do get paid to poop. They're just not for the reasons we're going to talk about. Anywho, Human Microbes is a legitimate website where doctors, companies pay you to take your fecal and send it to them to, to study and to have something called a fecal microbiota transplant. I don't know. I've never heard anything in my life about fecal matter and transplants, but if I had to guess based on what I've read on the header of this webpage is that it says working to find the fewer than point 1% of people with healthy, unperturbed, disease-resistant microbiomes. That's funny, unperturbed. Doesn't perturbed mean, like, angry, like, upset, like, I'm perturbed? I I'm so perturbed at you. You just want unperturbed. You want non-angry boom-boom? <laughs> so uh, they're looking for people. It says a less than. 0.1% of people with healthy, unperturbed, disease-resistant microbiomes. Now, that doesn't mean they're looking for healthy people. They're looking for people with a specific resistance in their body, in their DNA, to, to, to diseases. 
when they say fecal transplant, I'm guessing they're trying to take this special disease or virus resistance that you have that your body naturally produces and transplant it to another human being, such as, uh, not that you can do this, but, you know, there is a certain type of blood donor where it's universal. You know, you have A, B, and all that, and, you know, you can only transplant blood to people if the blood match, if the blood type matches. And there are some people, I cannot remember who the universal one is. I'm sure you're all saying it right now as you're listening, but I can't hear you. But there is one blood type that can be universally donated. So guessing this, like if something like that could be replicated, uh, you know, this, well, actually, it's very much like this. Because that's why they say, if you're a universal, universal donor, please give blood. Give it as much as you can. And I don't know what my blood type is. It's not universal because no one's ever approached me. And I wouldn't give my blood anyway. I like my blood where it is, inside of me. And, <laughs> and I didn't know this because I have given blood. You know, I, don't, I like needles. I like getting needles stuck in me. And, and blood, I'm all for giving blood. But I found out that it takes 28 days for your body to reproduce the blood that you give. So that means I'm walking around all that time with missing blood. I thought that you just, you know, like, you give blood, a day pass, you get some rest, you drink some orange juice, you eat some cookies, and the blood is all back, right? No, no, it takes freaking forever for your body to reproduce that stuff. So you can kiss my black ass if you think I'm going to give you my blood. My blood's staying inside me. <laughs> so I'm guessing this providing stool donors for fecal microbiota transplants and research is something that's going to help save people's lives because they are willing to pay $500 a duke. I'm not even joking. You can take one a day and make $180,000 a year just for duking. I don't know the specifics. Doesn't I mean, There's a long-ass video in here. I'm not going to play it. I'm not going to watch it, and I don't really care. But when you duke, you got to send it to them. So I, <laughs> I thought, like, first I thought, okay, they, so they want to get a smear, right? So I just got to, like, wipe, stick it in a bag, and it's <laughs> like, here you go. Look what I did. Look what I made. <laughs> no, the way they talk about it is you got to duke into something, and then that something is going to be shipped with dry ice. So it's, it's a whole process. And, you know, you, you think you hear this like, I mean, because this is a real thing, obviously. When you hear it, you think to yourself, okay, people are getting paid to shit. And you're thinking to yourself, well, I shit six times a day after I have Taco Bell. So <laughs> that's five, that's $3,000 a day. And when it comes down to the logistics of it. This is a serious medical thing. It's funny because it's poop, but it's not, but it's a serious thing that could probably help a lot of people. And the process is probably not as easy as it sounds. Like I just said, you've got to, you know, when you know you've got to go, you've probably got to go into a special container. Then you got to make sure that you seal it. Then you got to get it and put it on dry ice. Then you got to box it up, tape it, address it. Then you got to take it to the post office. And then they're going to ask you that one question that they always ask you when you mail something. Is there anything organic inside the box? <laughs> <laughs> And you're going to have to say, why, yes, there is. They'll say, and what do you declare is in this box? And you say, I declare <laughs> that I took a deuce in it. They're 
I don't know. Are they going to ask you why? Are they going to say, why did you shit in a box? <laughs> Are you angry at someone? Is this a revenge shit? Are you mailing this to an ex? Are you mailing this to the president? Are you mailing this to your congressman? No, no, no. I get paid to do this. A prostitute. No, 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 nothing like that. I get paid for fecal microbiota transplants and a gut microbiome that they are studying to help further the advance of human <laughs> virus immunity system. And yeah, that's what I do, Mr. Post Lady. Mrs. Mr. Post Lady could be, I don't know, could be Transformer. Yes, Mr. Post Lady, I take a shit in a box for a living. It's a whole deal. And I'd appreciate it if you didn't grill me about it. If you could just go ahead and ship my shit, that'd be wonderful. Thank you very much. <laughs> and, you know, then you got to come back in the next day because you're doing it every fucking day. You're taking a shit in a box every day. And I bet at some point you go, I don't, I don't want to fucking shit in a box anymore. No amount of money is worth all the time and effort of shitting in a box. And I'm tired of telling people it's what I do for a living, you know. My last blind date was just absolutely horrible. <laughs> so, <laughs> I dread what do you do for a living question every time I go to dinner. What do you do for a living? Well, funny story. <laughs> I had a great job at this propane shop, and one day, TikTok changed my life. Before I tell you about it, let me just say that I make six figures, okay? Six figures, a solid $180,000 a year. And she goes, oh, well, that's great. Financial security, that's good. I go, but my job is a little bit strange. Oh, okay. Well, you're not into like drug dealing or prostitution or anything like that. No, 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 no. it's nothing illegal. No, nothing at all. Oh, so what is it that you do? Well, I shit in a box. And then I, uh, and then I mail it. Yeah. Once a day. Yep. <laughs> and the girl stays if she does not get up from dinner or find an excuse to leave. If she stays through dinner and if she bangs you, she's a keeper. She's the one that you want to keep around. You go, you know what? That was wonderful, baby. That was some fantastic sex. She goes, yeah, I know. That was great. I'm really glad we decided to do this. And you go, now, if you'll excuse me, I got to go to work. <laughs> God, I'm funny. Oh, my goodness. Okay, so that's, that's what's going on with that. So. I am going to apply. I don't know if that means like, uh, <laughs> it's like the application is like, do I smear my ass onto something and then mail it to them? And <laughs> no, there's links in here and uh, let's see where to start looking for a donor, becoming a donor. And there's all these links to, there are, believe it or not, this isn't like a government thing. There are more than one company looking for this. And if you are one of the 0.1%, then, uh, yeah, Listen, let me read you this real quick before I move on. It seems that fewer than 0.1% of the population qualifies to be a high-quality, safe, and effective stool donor. One Danish group accepted three out of 700, that's 0.4%, donor applicants, and still wasn't able to find any ideal, highly effective donors. 
also referred to as a super donor, which, <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, are you using super donor in the sense like uh, they are, they have like a really great biome, microbiome, or a super donor like they're just wicked good at taking shits? <laughs> Also referred to as a super donor, there is some evidence that highly effective stool donors do exist in modern society, but how to identify them is unknown, and figuring that out is our focus. A major problem is that the vast majority of the population is in poor health. Much of the microbiome is heritable, and damage we've been doing to it compounds over generations. This extinction of our host-native gut microbiome that's been evolving alongside us for millions of years is a climate change level threat. A number of research groups have gone directly to secluded tribes, such as the Hadza, but using them as, a, as stool donors isn't currently feasible. So we have to find people in modern society in peak physical and mental health. Uh-oh. <laughs> With unperturbed, disease-resistant gut microbiomes. Due to the difficulty of finding high-quality donors, nearly all the clinical trials of doctors Stool banks, yes, it says there are stool banks, etc., are using low-quality donors, which is both dangerous and ineffective. Most providers don't take donor quality into account at all and only screen for very basic safety factors. Many patients are left to find their own donors, which is nearly impossible for most of them. And how does one go about trying to find a fecal donor in this day and age? Because I guarantee you that if you go on the Internet and say, Looking for someone with healthy shit, you are going to open a world of gross that you cannot imagine. So uh, these companies, I guess this is good. I still do not comprehend fecal uh, doning, donoring, donating, donoring. Fucking idiot. Uh, so you know what? We'll uh, I'll back to that. I'm going to actually do some more research on this, and we'll get back to that because I don't want to stop yet and i have because i have such an amazing story that i want to talk about and if you haven't heard about it then you that i well i just can't believe it if you haven't heard about it there is a <laughs> there is a high school football player and a rising star in the football the recruits are looking at to go to college to play college and god i hope he goes pro uh, and his name is the N-word. And I'm about to use the N-word a whole lot. I'm not going to censor it. I'm going to say it because, well, it's his last name. The gentleman's name is Noah Kaniga. N-O-A-H-K and spelled like nigga. Kaniga is 100% going to get someone canceled once he goes to college and plays college ball. And if he goes on to play pro. This is his real name, K-N-G-G-A, Noah Kaniga. And <laughs> it wouldn't be such a big deal, I suppose. I mean, it would still probably catch some eyes because this is a crazy world. Crazy things happen. Crazier things do happen. And he, but he's going to play college. And all college football games are broadcast on national television which means they are beamed into millions of homes every Saturday. And that means that a lot of white people are going to have to say Noah's name. And I find that to be just one of the greatest things to ever happen to me in my life, if not the best. I mean, sure, 
I've met some wonderful people, been in some relationships, had a few children, but this, this is the big payoff in life right here. Noah Kaniga, him getting broadcast on NBC, ABC, CBS, Fox, ESPN, whatever, and having to hear old white men say Kaniga. <laughs> and probably a bunch of them are going to call him you know what with the hard r on the end many many times or they're going to give him some sort of stupid fucking nickname like k-dog or k-nig or something k-nig that's probably not any better but i can't wait to watch a game with k-nig and hear because i hope he's you know i hope he is i don't know what his position is let me see what it says the college recruit the college football recruit out of lawrenceburg high school in indiana who also plays basketball and baseball. Yeah, Kaniga can ball too. Is being targeted by several universities with West Virginia, Miami, Ohio, and James Madison being a few. But the problem for this kid is that all people can do is focus on his name. And how could you not? Noah Kaniga, is the K silent? And if so, are we allowed to say it? Does it make a difference that he's white? What are the rules here? <laughs> Uh, hell, it got me so curious that I even hit the dude up on Twitter, bluntly asking him how he pronounces it. So, he says, it's pronounced Kaniga. You know, the K is not silent. And I'm looking forward to his first game. It'll be like... <laughs> like, Jones drops back to pass. That Kaniga is open. Kaniga with the ball. Kaniga's gonna take it to the hizzle. <laughs> Kaniga scores! <laughs> well, we knew that Kaniga could do it. <laughs> oh, I mean, see, the, the possibilities are just endless. And I love that. I love that so much. And uh, I want you to remember that as you go about your day today. Jesus Christ is my nigga. You go <laughs> and tell your friends about Kaniga. Let me tell you. There have been some some high selling, some very, very price, pricey high selling jerseys have come out on the market in my lifetime. LeBron James, of course, has sold a million. Michael Jordan, the infamous Michael Jordan, has an entire shoe line. Everyone still to this day, the dude's been retired like thirty years. Still, Jordans are the thing to wear. Jordan jerseys from Chicago still exist. Still sold brand new, still bought. And yet I think that even if Noah has a small, small pro career, I feel like this jersey just might be the number one selling jersey of all time. That's all I got for you guys today. I appreciate you joining me for Fat Guy Loves Cake. I promise to keep the show going just like it was before. Chugga chugging along. Probably going to bring it back to three episodes a week because God, do I love talking and I love, love entertaining you guys. Don't forget to check out the YouTube channel or TikTok if you want. It's kind of funny too. You can uh, email me at fatguylovescake at yahoo.com. In the meantime, hug your children, kiss your kitty cats, and please be nice. I will see you guys soon. No downtime, I got no